Here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, we are so excited that football is back. The first preseason game is in the books, but everyone knows the Hall of Fame game. Not that important, the big perspective of thing. What is important? The Hall of Fame itself. I'm going to break that down myself. Chris Carter here with your boy Q right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's get it going. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Lockdown NFL Podcast. You can download this podcast anywhere, especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey. But you can also, of course, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, where we're producing content Monday through Friday, getting in here. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q, breaking it down on a Friday as usual. usual. Q, what up, man? How you doing? I'm great, man. Hall of Fame weekend. I'm so excited. I'm so fired up. There's not too many things that are better than Hall of Fame weekend. I know the game, the Hall of Fame game, is not something that we all get super fired up and excited about. But NFL being back and the Hall of Fame weekend, it doesn't get any better than that. It, it really is just the fanfare of it. Like, pads are on. Helmets. Yep. The, the the lights that are on that shine and shine off the helmets. <laughs> a different team like we've both been at our team's training camps covering right. them closely and it's just been like all right after about like a week of seeing them play play against each other all week you're kind of like i'm getting a little like there's only so much i can stretch this out to make this exciting for the fans right um, but but now they're playing against the other steelers taking on the cowboys um but each team has some young guys on their squad that everyone's excited to see i know for the cowboys Micah Parsons, you know, the guy who was billed as the top linebacker this past NFL draft class, flying all over over the place for that Dallas defense, something they need desperately, Q. That's a bad, bad dude, man. I'm telling you, uh, the Cowboys got a good one. You know, I remember when when the draft was going on, everyone thought they were going to get they were going to take J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain. And by the time they were able to pick, both those guys were gone. So their 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 consolation prize was Michael Parsons. Like, where That's do they do that at? <laughs> yeah, where they do where they do that at? Like, where they do that at? That's the <laughs> consolation prize. Let me get a consolation prize like that because I'll tell you, man, Michael Parsons is the truth. He's the guy that the Cowboys really needed. And as you saw early in the preseason game, that he was flying around the field so far, and it's early. I don't want to get too excited, too ahead of myself. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame, but I'll tell you this, man, he's lived up to the billing so far, uh, just just in one preseason game. It's so important to have linebackers in this day and age that can stuff the run, go sideline to sideline, but also have the size and speed. I mean, this guy's got the height. This guy runs a 4-4 flat. Like, he has all the tools to be that linebacker. And whenever you watch him, you can tell he has that presence, that nose for the football. He's he's, put, he's willing to do the dirty work to go make the hard hit. But also, he can go run and cover. And yeah. that's so important in today's NFL, where teams are trying to find that balance of strong run game with quick passing game. Those kind of linebackers are invaluable in today's NFL. He's a football player. Bottom line, he's a, he's the football player, the kind of guy that you want on your team. Whoever you're rooting for, you want a guy like Michael Parsons on your team. And I know there was question marks about him going into the draft, but I'll tell you what, man, 
Uh, the Cowboys got them a real deal player right there, a guy who just loves to play ball. I think that they, uh, they, they're going to definitely make that defense a lot better. Dan Quinn has him a nice little weapon. And if you remember when he was in Seattle and everyone always goes back to the Legion of Boom, they had a really good secondary, but they also had good linebackers. And so uh, the Cowboys at least have one. You know, Jalen Smith is questionable as far as injuries. Leighton Vander Esch is questionable as far as injuries go. Michael Parsons looks like he's the real deal. Uh, he's a guy that Cowboy fans should get excited for. You mentioned stuff in the run, flying around, just kind of throwing his body all around, making plays, but not recklessly. That's the thing. Throwing your body around but not being reckless. Knowing what you're hitting, that's who Michael Parsons is. And when it comes to the run game, <laughs> the Steelers got them a good one as well. Najee Harris, talk about a rookie. The young man from uh, California, from Antioch, California. He's yes, had sir. some trials and tribulations in his life. But, man, the dude is a real deal player. You've been seeing him up close to personal in training camp. Now you saw him on the big stage against the Cowboys. Thoughts on what you saw from him early on? Q, Najee is for real. I'm telling yeah. you, every time I see him in training camp practice, he's you can tell he's so much better than everyone around him. Just like right. when he's when he's lining up against linebackers. I mean, Devin Bush, a guy who's built as, you know, he's going to be one of the better NFL linebackers over the next 10 yeah. years. And he's giving him problems. He just got here. Every time you talk to a Steeler who's like, what do you think about uh, about Najee Harris? Like, that guy's already prepared. Like, how is he? How does he know what to do before he gets here? Like, we don't know this kind of stuff. Alabama, then, roll tide. Yeah, that's certainly what that is. That pedigree is there. And, and they, they have that reputation there already. Micah Fitzpatrick is, yeah. is stepping up as a leader for that locker room. But, like, Najee Harris, I can tell you, when we talk to him, Q, he's making jokes with us. Like, he's not afraid to, like, say goofy things but also right. like like correct this politely like he's he's right now he has been a one every step of the way and then even in that first quarter he had four carries for 18 yards a four and a half yards per carry average ridiculous and the Steelers they weren't even really trying to run the way and the Steelers they don't have like most of their offensive line and most of those guys are still like recovering from injuries they're he's just going out there and heck like during the week we asked him about like, oh, there was one time where like Pat Fryermuth missed a block for you and like it didn't look too good, but you made it happy. And he's like, yeah, I actually talked to Pat about that. I said, don't worry. Just keep working on it. My job is to make those guys miss who you guys miss on. Like he, he that's the thing, man. Najee doesn't just look yeah. like a great presence on the field. He looks like a great presence off of it. So both two historic franchises in the NFL, the Cowboys and the Steelers, their first round picks showing off early in training camp and early in this preseason with the Hall of Fame game Q. We're going to keep talking about the Hall of Fame itself because you're on your way to Canton and you're going to be getting getting to see some of the festivities. I want to talk to you about that. But first, we got to talk about our friends at Built Bar. Remember, if you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar but is a protein bar, Built Bar is exactly what you need. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, or a new flavor, Rocky Road, or my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors for you to enjoy. And the best part, they're healthy. They range 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack you'll regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, no spaces, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. 
we are keeping it rolling here on the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame game is, you know, the cool spectacle to get fans like the feel of like, oh, yay, football's back. And listen, we want that. Uh, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. But but still, it's the celebration. And yes. this is a celebration of so many players because we didn't get to do this last year for the 2020 class. But you got two classes, including some of like the older classes from last year because right. they did the extra class. This is such a special year. You got so many guys going in. Q, you're headed to Canton, man. What are you? Who are you most excited to like see? Because like Steelers fans, this is like a homecoming. Like even though like, Canton, Ohio ain't that far from Pittsburgh, right. and like they got Alan Fanica, Bill Cowher, Bill Nunn, the contributor who you know brought HBCU players, yeah. made them more prominently. You got Troy Polamalu. It, it yeah, you know it, it's 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 like four guys going in that that are that, that are still alive, and you still got that's five guys total going in this year. But then you still have guys like Charles Woodson, you know, you know, a, a, leg, a legendary Raider. You got Jimmy Johnson going in, just name after name after name. It is such a legendary year. It really is. And the thing about the Hall of Fame, and I've been there one other time when LaDainian Tomlinson and Jerry Jones were put in and Kurt Warner was there as well. And I mean, that was a hell of a class. But I'll tell you, man, this centennial class is being put in because they weren't able to last year, like you said. So it's going to be a two day event. This is what I'm so excited about. I won't be able to be at everything. I just can't. You know, I mean, it's it's just too much going on. But they have two different classes going in, the Centennial class going in. You mentioned all the Steelers that are going to be represented. How often do you have so many players or personnel or contributors that represent one organization going into the hall at the same time? The Raiders are blessed as well, you know, with having Coach Tom Flores going in, yes, Charles Wilson awesome. going in. You know, even in the Hall of Fans, the Ford Hall of Fans, the, the Violator, famous uh, Raider fan, he's going in as well. So, I mean, to be represented like that, but then you got Jimmy Johnson, who we all know, you know, re- he really changed the game as far as the draft goes and uh, should have been a Cowboys uh, a head coach for a lot longer than he was. But just being there, man, being there with all of the greatness, it's not the Hall of OK. It's not the Hall of Good. It's the Hall of Fame. You are the the tip top best of the best Peyton Manning's going to be there, you know? And the one thing about Peyton Manning that I really like uh, is the fact that him and Charles Woodson are kind of tied at the hip, you know, even going back to college, they both competed for the Heisman. Yeah. Remember? I mean, Charles Woodson beat him out for the Heisman Mm -hmm. only because he was a two-way player. He, he, and special teams, he did everything, but I mean, they just kind of, they went into the league at the same time. They retired pretty much close to the same time. I mean, it's just, it's it's awesome, man, that the, the fact that those guys are tied at the hip, they're going to go in, but it's going to be a star-studded affair for two full days. Well, actually, three full days. Actually, it's four days because it starts uh, it started Thursday, but, I mean, it's just for the time I'll be there, uh, Friday, Saturday, and, and, and part of Sunday, it's going to be awesome. Um, I, the one thing that, that kind of stinks is that the all the, um, the, the speeches are going to be limited to six minutes just because there's so many of them. There's if so you, many, yeah. Yeah, if you just let them go and go and go, you might be there for two weeks instead of two days. So, uh, you know, if they got to do that, uh, they're going to give them at eight minutes. They're going to give them the music, the, the Oscars music, and just kind of get them off the stage. But, <laughs> man, it's going to be so much fun. And the only thing I'm concerned about, Chris, is the time. What point of the speeches is it going to be where all of a sudden I look up and there's a tear in my eye or there's some water in my eye, and I'm like, ah. My allergies. It's my allergies. I swear it's my allergies. It's not, I'm not crying. You are, dummy. Like, at what point is that going to happen? Because I promise you, each and every year, it happens. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, the thing is, is that to be a legendary player in the NFL, you're going to have lots of trials and tribulations. You're going to have yeah. crazy stories, things that like people don't understand what you went through to be who you were. And then to be great at that job while you were doing those things. 
that's what makes this stuff so special. Like that, that's, that's one thing Q, I think you hit it on the head is that there's going to be emotional moments that yeah. might not make people might not even think about, but then when you listen to these guys talk and then you listen to, to their, their presenters talk about them, because often that presenter is it's, you know, someone in their family, a teammate, a coach, an owner, yeah. you know, and just a person that knew them. And you just like, man, wow, like I feel this because you just feel everyone feels for a great story and for a hard fight to make to make a their way in the NFL or make their way anywhere in life. So it's awesome to see that. I know Steelers fans are going to be losing. The Steeler Nation is going to be highly represented. Ah, you were on your game. I don't sir. know why you're trying to sneak that in there, man. You were, on, you were doing so well. And then all of a sudden you want to throw that in and throw everything off. I was wondering if he was going to let me get away with one. Uh, nope. But no, but Steel Nation will be highly represented because there's there's so many guys that are going in. But I mean, Bill Cowher, you know, he yes. lost his wife shortly after shortly after they won that Super Bowl, and he retired, yeah. and he's had to deal with that and his family, everything. And then you know, two of his players, Alan Fanica, one of the best guards in the franchise's history, Troy Polamalu, one of the greatest safeties of all time in the NFL. Sweet. <laughs> like, the, like those guys being together, they were part of the 2005, the, the fifth Super Bowl win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're all together. And then you get Donnie Shell, a guy who's been overlooked for so many years. This is a guy yeah. who was one of the biggest all-time interceptors who also could break Earl Campbell's ribs. Like, that's how good of a player that he was. And he wasn't in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. So you get those guys. You get guys like Charles Woodson, Peyton Man. It's a ridiculous year. And it's, yep. it's so much fun to, like, be able to think about this. But, man, like, I'm with you. Like, I don't – I. I, I sort of there's a part of me that envies you, but also a part of me that pities you because I can't imagine running around with my head cut off like who do I go talk to or who do I go right. sit in on because there's just so many guys to talk. Even guys like Harold Carmichael, one of like the, the tallest, most effective, like six eight receivers of all time in the NFL. It's like man, like I, I want I'd want to go sit in on like what his conversation is like. Or yep. Tom Flores, the first ever Hispanic head coach to win a Super Bowl. Like there's so many things, man, that are just so dope about this year's Hall of Fame that you know it's uh, it's it's a great thing and i can't wait to see the stuff that you report coming out of it it's gonna be fun man drew pearson's going in it's been a long time coming for drew he's been very adamant oh, about being in the hall of yeah. fame he's not there i'm hoping him once he gets in and carmichael's in i'm hoping that opens up the door for cliff branch to get in for the raiders i think he should mm. be in he's got three Good super thing. bowl rings isn't in but you know i've talked to many people that are hall of fame voters and it's like hey man we know how great these players are we know how great these coaches are it's just hard to get everybody into the Hall of Fame. Not the Hall of Very Good, the Hall of Fame. It's just hard to get them all in at the same time. The only hope that you have is that guys get in before they pass away. That's what you really hope yeah. for is that yeah. they don't have to smell the roses later. And, of course, there's uh, guys that don't. You know, some guys don't make it in. There's a couple this year. That right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, Cliff Branch, he'll get in at some point, but he's not here with us anymore, you know. So it's just it's it's unfortunate, but uh to see those bust in Canton, Ohio. And one, and I know Steeler fans are excited about this. I want to see what Bill Cow Cowers bust looks like because I want to see what his chin's gonna look like. I'll you know, what I mean? like, gonna come on to here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he gonna be one of those? What is it family guy where the dude has a big chin? Or I, I forget <laughs> what cartoon no, that is. No, no, but but absolutely we that's the thing, because like if it's smiling Bill Cower on the bus, it's not Bill Cower. It's not Bill, Bill Cower Cower, had no. the scowl and he would yeah. do that. And and, so, and sometimes also the scowl was purely for character because there were plenty of times that he would scowl at like Greg Lloyd and he'd be like, Whatever, man. And like I'll never forget. One of the it was one of the first like James Harrison at the time he's just a special teams guy he's just yeah. a guy that's like that's like barely making the team and he commits a penalty on a on a punt on a punt uh, punt uh, return game and he's like and, and Bill Cowher goes over and he's like yo nine two Harrison come on man you can't do that and he's just like 
stuff happens, man. And Bill Cowher's like, uh, he didn't know what to say to him, so he just kind of laughed it off. It's like Bill Cowher, like, he had that demeanor, like the chin and the stuff, and that was right. cool. But at the end of the day, he still related to his players. He still got along with them very well. He still had a great relationship with so many of them, and that's why uh, there's a lot of people rooting for him to, to, to be in the hall in the first place. But, Q, there's another guy, another coach, who a lot of people were rooting for. And if you got to watch the pregame, uh, you know, you know, stuff about this where they got to talk to Jimmy Johnson and go back over his announcement when David Baker came in. It was a spectacular watch. We're going to talk about that in just a second here. Wrapping up the Locked On NFL podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q, continuing the show here. Now, Q, Jimmy Johnson had a very emotional reveal and like they, they explained it in like the, the pregame when they recapped it and they like, they talked to the people who were involved in, in the surprise because, you know, like earlier that earlier that day was like, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson knew it was like the day back when they announced his, uh, his, his enshrinement, they right. knew that that was the day to find out. But when he found out that morning, Bill Cower was getting in and he didn't get a notification. He, he thought he was down on his luck and they waited until halftime of that of that game so that the the Fox NFL crew could all be together and be on television and David Baker the guy who always presents whoever's getting in there he walked to the door and Jimmy Johnson you know, like they show the replay and he's just like he can't breathe he can't think and he starts crying and he's just like right. y'all don't understand and then you see Michael Strahan Howie Long all those guys they're getting around Terry Bradshaw they're like so happy for their guy who they've been doing this show with and then you even see Troy Aikman, who was in a booth watching it as it was happening while he's covering a game somewhere else, and he's crying. And then even yep. as they're talking about it now, and that was, what, six, seven months ago, they're talking about it now, and they're just like they're balling themselves. They're like, man, that was so cool to see Jimmy. It's so clear. I love you, much- man. Right, right. I love you, man. I love you. I love you too. But, like, it's so clear how much Jimmy meant to that franchise, and yeah. not just to that franchise, but to so many people that got to play, cover, and coach football. Yeah, he did, man. He he was he was a a big deal, you know, just to say the least. He was a big deal as far as the Cowboys go. He was a big deal as far as the NFL goes. I mean, that's the other thing to remember is that Jimmy, yeah, he was a great Cowboys coach. Of course, he did great things at the University of Miami as well. But I mean, man, he he changed the draft. You know, the Herschel Walker trade yeah. is what led to what everyone tries to do each and every year when they're going out with their grades. And here's the Jimmy Johnson chart. And here's, you know, here's what you need to get. This is what this pick is worth. There was no value on these picks until Jimmy put the value on the pick. So not only did he contribute and really help the Cowboys win the Super Bowls that they won, even with Barry Switzer, that was still Jimmy's team. And look, Barry Switzer still, he led the charge, so I don't want to disrespect him. But, I mean, everyone knows that Jimmy, he set that up. He set that team up, that train to go down that track for years to come. And, man, I mean, it's just – you got to give that guy a lot of respect. And then for Jerry Jones to double down, who Jerry's in the Hall of Fame as well. I was there when he got inducted. For him to double down and say, hey, not only is uh, Jimmy going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he's going to go in the Cowboy Ring of Honor, by the way, a place he should have been a long time ago. And we all know that Jerry and Jimmy ain't the best of friends. But to know that Jerry humbled himself, as an owner of a team, to humble himself and say, Jimmy, welcome home. And what I mean by welcome home is welcome to the Cowboy Ring of Honor. I mean, Q, I wanted to ask you about that because you 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 you've been down in that area a lot. You've covered yeah. the Cowboys a lot. 
when you're watching that, what's going through your mind? Because I'll tell you, what's going through my head, I'm thinking like all the stories I've heard about how Jimmy Johnson did not appreciate how Jerry Jones was always overreaching and trying to do this, and right. then how Jimmy Johnson was forced out of the organization, and we saw what happened to that 90s Cowboys squad. It just it was able to win one more, but who knows what it could have been if Jimmy stuck around and got right. to keep managing that team. It, it, there seemed like a like like you like there was a humbleness to it, but there was also a reluctance to being humble in that right. moment. Where like I think it was Michael Strahan that asked like that asked Jerry Jones, "So are you going to put him in the Ring of Honor?" And and Jerry Jones like deliberated for like forty five seconds, where he's like, "You know, well, the Ring of Honor isn't just about you know being great at your job; it's also about you know, doing the things that are like good and being." But and it was like, oh, "Okay, you so you're going like to put him in." Sell, why you sound like you're about to sell me a pudding pop? Right. Exactly. Well, okay, so that was kind of my Bill Cosby a little bit. I have another Bill. Yeah, I got, that was that was a little bit. I was, but it's a general old guy impression. All right, give me I a break. You. Give me a break. But I, I got. But but that but that's how he sounded like though. He like I don't want to say it, and then eventually it's like, all right, I gotta say it. I'm on national television. It's Jimmy Johnson's day. Like if I don't, if I do this here, ever there's no going back about anything right. that's ever. You can push behind all the stuff that's been about them in the past, and and, and get that out of the way. If you do this right now, and it looks like Jerry Jones was at least able to do that bare minimum right there. But just you watching that, what's going through your mind? I mean, I, I can see the reluctancy in Jerry when he's talking about that and he's kind of, you know, put into a corner and, mm-hmm. you know, good for Michael Strahan to kind of put that on him the way he did and, 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 you know, make it the moment of truth. But at the same time, it should have been done anyway. Like yeah. you mentioned, I mean, you, 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 made the, you made the face when I said it, like, duh, that, that should have been a long time ago. He should have been in the ring honor before he was in the Hall of Fame. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, at some point, you know, you, you just do what's right. And regardless if you don't like it or not, sometimes we do things that we know is right and we don't want to do it. You know, I mean, we'll do things. We'll, you know, and we'll reluctantly do it. You know, like I call you my homeboy, even though, you know, you try to you try to steal all my catchphrases, but I still call you my homeboy. You know, no, just kidding. But seriously, I mean, he just he just uh, he did what was right. And it might not be what he really wanted to do, but he knows that, hey, that's that dude deserves it. It's not like I'm giving out charity. It's, it's something that that is really meaningful. He mentioned at training camp the other day when Barry Switzer uh, walked into his office and basically said, how did you mess this up? And didn't use the word mess. Use another word. Mm-hmm. May start with an F and end in Well, you know how it goes. But anyway, it was it was it was like, yeah, how did you mess that up? And I say it all the time that the Cowboys are very much Raider like and Jerry Jones is very much Al Davis like. And that's kind of how it is. You know, uh, Jerry forced out Jimmy Al's forced out coaches before you know he traded John Gruden in the middle of the night I mean you know it's just like there's all kind of different scenarios but they're they're so they're so kind of close to each other and he's kind of the overbearing uh owner that Al was the overbearing owner you know over the team it just again they, they're 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 so similar to each other it's 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 all it's hilarious but either way you look at it man I'm just I'm glad that he said that J- J- Jimmy's gonna go into the ring honor because that's where he rightfully does he deserves to be yeah, Jimmy Johnson absolutely deserves it. He's done so much for the game. He's the he's the first ever coach in the history of the game to coach a college team to a national championship and coach an NFL team to a Super Bowl. Uh, there's no doubt what he meant to the overall game of football. It's about time he got in the Hall of Fame, let alone the Ring of Honor for the Dallas Cowboys. Q, it's been another exciting and fun show. I'm excited to, be able to do this with actual football to talk about for the next yes. five, six months. We're going to get some excitement with that. Uh, it's all great. It's great to do this, man. Have a safe flight to Canton. But before you do, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, you can check me out on Twitter as a little graphic. If you're looking on YouTube, you see the graphic at your boy Q254. You can check me out there. Someday I may change my uh, my little at Twitter handle because, well, 
Uh, I'm not in the 254 anymore, but hey, it's all good. Whatever, you know, old stuff dies uh, dies slow. So at your boy Q254, I tweet out the show every single day. And of course, you can find the podcast Locked On Raiders and Locked On Bets anywhere you can get your podcast. And uh, yeah, that's just how I get down. And Chris, I know you got a ton going on. You got a lot of work that you put out. Uh, how does everyone get a hold of your work? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, if you follow me, you get my work with DK Pittsburgh Sports. You get the Locked On Steelers podcast. You get this Locked On NFL podcast. You get my H2P podcast where I'm covering the University of uh, Pitts football, which their training camp opens today, actually, this Friday. So I'll be there covering that as well. You can get all those things by checking me out at Carter Critiques. Follow me. You'll get all my stuff. I'm always down to interact with people who hit me up on, on those. So be sure to do that. and Be sure to follow Q and subscribe to all of our podcasts, whether it's Locked On NFL, Locked On Raiders, or Locked On Steelers, to get all the great content that we produce on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey, or of course, getting our channels on YouTube where you can subscribe and get our Monday through Friday videos right on your computer or mobile device. Thanks again for listening and watching the NFL Locked on NFL podcast. We'll be back in your ears Monday getting you started with more on this week.